Welcome back, guys, to the Infamous Performance Podcast. Hope you've been enjoying the last few shows, keeping you up to date with everything, and we're trying to get that message across for your recovery protocols and training and getting some interesting guests on. Hope you enjoyed the one with Joe. Again, that was a good one for us to start off as a long-term friend of mine, and he's got a great story to get through. So if you haven't seen that one, get back and watch it. Otherwise, today, we are going to go over strength training and hypertrophy training. Yeah, pretty simple. Um, yeah, we're just going to talk about the differences between the both both of them. Um, Tristan's created a, a nice little hypertrophy program that we'll put up on Instagram and basically talk about how to progress hypertrophy as well as yeah what it is and uh, why you should be basically putting it into your training or not putting it into your training. Um, so yeah, I think the the first to start off with is is the difference. So difference between like strength and hypertrophy. Hypertrophy, as you might have seen from like Arnold, is all about just building muscle volume, creating as much muscle mass. Comparatively to strength, it's all about building stronger, denser muscles, um, leaner muscle mass. So that's where you'll see kind of the bodybuilders who are massive step on stage compared to someone like an Olympic weightlifter not as big, but incredibly strong. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, this stuff kind of really relates back to, again, like looking at your goals. What is the ultimate goal of, uh, what do you want to get out of your training? Some people, hypertrophy works perfectly. Some people's strength um, works perfectly. Yeah. But. Sometimes a little blend of two is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've uh, you spent many years just focusing purely on hypertrophy, right? Hypertrophy, but then again, you probably see a lot of mix in my training. There was a lot of bodybuilding, so bodybuilding with powerlifting. Yeah. So there's always so uh, the difference between strength training and the hypertrophy. I think with the strength training, you are going to look at a lot lower reps, and you're probably going to look at more high intensity of weight. So you're going to be doing a lot yeah. heavier weight because the reps are lower. Where with the bodybuilding, you're going to see probably that always, it's always been like that 10 to 15 range mm. uh, over three, four sets where you're probably breaking more of the, the, the fibers down, getting that micro trauma to then increase those micro fibers to grow more on top. So yeah, so over the years, obviously you get caught up in the strength because you always want that big lift. Oh, but then yeah. the majority of your sets is always going to be in that higher range, which creates that, that, that muscle density and that, that, that bigger look compared to some strength guys who you look at them and you go, okay, this guy's big. but And then when you see him lift, you go, oh, right, yeah, there's a lot of strength there. So there is a slight difference, but I still think that for most people, you will see a blend. Like, so if, for instance, like a... An Olympic weightlifter, you'll probably see the majority doing their heavy stuff with their snatches, cleans, deadlifts, squats and stuff. But then their accessory work would probably be more of a hypertrophy sort of work effort. Yeah, just yeah. to get a bit more into those muscles. So, yeah, it's... Um, I think, yeah, the, you're going you're gonna to get a... There's obviously the old, like, as you said, the rep range that everyone just sits in. They're always like, oh, yeah, you're only going to get strong in this range. You're only going to get big in this range. You're going to get a mix, a blend of both. It's... Yeah. Like, like energy systems as well, they kind of just merge, right? It's not like, oh yeah, if you only do six reps, you're not going to get bigger. You're going to get stronger and bigger, but you're going to build more lean, denser mass comparatively to, yeah. like, as you said, like building the, the muscle belly volume and 
kind of making that bigger. But yeah, as you said, like Ronnie Coleman, perfect example. Oh. Like one of the strongest bodybuilders around. If you don't know who he is, um, check, check, check him, him out. out. Lightweight baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, the, the OG and uh, heavy lifting he, for bodybuilders. But uh, Yeah, and changed the face of bodybuilding as well because he just brought, you know, obviously Dorian Yates brought in a massive, complex, dense and dry look. But then Ronnie Coleman come in and he was just even bigger. And it just, yeah, just a game changer to the bodybuilding industry. But super, super strong. You know, like, I think, what, squat, was it, like, 800 pounds? I would squat 800 pounds. For, like, you know, and full rep. range as well. We're looking at Ars the Grass, you know, which is uh, for a big bodybuilder that's, you know, pretty fucking amazing, to be fair. Yeah, and that, that kind of changed, changed, as you said, it changed it because a lot of bodybuilding is kind of, you'll look at... As you said, trying to just increase the the muscle belly volume, so it's all just like shorter range, real pump work. Whereas he started working full range, he could move a lot more. Yeah. Well, he back in the day, not now. He's a bit. He's, he's a bit, paid the price. A bit, fucked, he's, a bit fucked. He's paid the price, um, but I think that probably comes down to as well. Obviously, the just the, the hardship of that lifting over time. So. Where you'll see, again, that's probably a perfect example of a power lifter because they are keeping down with the lower rep range of most things. And he was blending the two, but probably doing it too often. Oh, yeah. um, obviously paid the price on the, on the back and the joints. And then you've got to look at probably the mobility protocols back then as well. Obviously, we know a lot, lot more now to save the joints from. Well, and, and when he was back in, the, back in his day, he was... Uh... Like it wasn't really like a professional sport, was he? Because I know for so many years he was a he was a police officer at the same time as like police training for like six hours a day or something stupid. Yeah, so, so he had a hectic lifestyle. Yeah, and that that's kind of like the lifestyle plays into factors as we've spoken about plenty of times. It plays into factors in all of this stuff. Um, yeah, which we'll get onto a bit, but yeah, I think the the main thing is like there's a big myth around like, oh yeah, you lift weights and you'll get big and you'll get bulky and you'll look like Arnie. And if that was the case, then we'd both be fucking I used to, jacked. I, you know, even, even with like previous clients I've had, or even just people when I used to work in a bodybuilding gym, they used to, you know, and they asked, what, what can I do for this? And you, you tell them things and they'd go, oh yeah, I don't, I don't want to do too much weight because I don't want to get really big. And I'm like, if only it was that easy, pal. Like, <laughs> it's not quite like that. Like, you could be doing the same thing for years. It, it takes a lot more, and it's it's hard, hard graft. And that's where you can look at the bodybuilding industry as well. And everyone will go, "Oh, right now you've got the the performance enhanced drugs that help them." And you go, "Listen, yeah, it is rife in that in, in that world, and we do know that. But you've still got to work really fucking hard." to make that work it doesn't it's not like just a miracle drug where you go posh Touch away and, and away you go it's 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 graft and you've got to put in the graft and then that's when the, the nutrition and and your recovery protocols will really play into that to make happen what you want to happen that's either you want to get stronger or you want to get bigger or hand in hand both normally happens yeah yeah and i think uh, as you said a mixture of a mixture of both of that stuff is is key because at the end of the day most people, I'm, I'm make a generalised statement. Most people just want to look good and feel good. Yeah. Uh, like only you look good, you're gonna have more success with the like your partners. You're gonna feel better within your own skin. You're gonna perform better. Yeah. Stress is gonna be down. You're gonna get more out of your job, your work life. So, yeah, everything kind of comes down to that. It is it's what your body's what carries you through this life. So if you make it look good, you feel good in it. 
you're going to be so much better. So having that oh, merge of, of both is is like key key yeah. to that. And not only that, like like you know, we've mentioned previously, like if no matter what sport you're in, one thing will always help you better in 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 life and sport is being that bit stronger. Oh yeah. You know, even 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 if you're not training and you're just general life, you know, if you're that bit stronger that you can get yourself out of a situation, let's just say a dog's chasing you and you need to get over a wall. Now, if you're pretty strong, you're going to pull yourself over that wall. If you're pretty weak, you're going to be standing at the bottom of that wall and then that dog's going to bite you in the backside. So it's like, I know that's not going to happen all the time, but you, you never know. Then it could be situations where, you know, you need to pick something up pretty quickly and just that bit of strength training, it's good, and it gives you that longevity as well. Oh, yeah. It's good for your joints, it's good for the muscles, it's good for the tendons. Good so over the low, long run of, of, of your strength training, you are going to live better, live longer. And we all know for men... Um, Specifically, resistance training is awesome to do, you know, yeah. for long age. Keep yourself moving. Don't let yourself stiffen up. Keep yourself mobile. It's very, very important. Well, yeah, it's like you've, we've probably all heard about people tripping over curbs and being older and, like, breaking bones and from falling off, like, a, I don't know, a 10 centimeter curb or whatever. Whereas if you did strength training and built more resilience, you might do the exact same thing, fall off it, but you might, I don't know, Damage, do a little bit of soft tissue damage instead of having an open fracture where you've snapped your leg and yeah. so that that's part that's part of the parcel of strength training. You are just generally a more resilient human being um, within itself. But then yeah, going back to that point where you said like yeah, every sport should have strength training, strength training and hypertrophy for sure. There's some that will lean more towards the strength, like an Olympic weightlifter. For example, you're going to focus solely on the strength with a little bit of hypertrophy. A little bit, uh, yeah, because they don't want to be like a bodybuilder and, you know, because it does come if you do do... Well, they're doing weight categories as well. So. Yeah, different weight categories and they probably won't want massive poppings, you know, delts and... <laughs> Pretty fucking jack though, but still. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it can be a hand and if, if that the person who's lifting has not got a good flexible mobility routine it can stiffen you up over yeah. time of course it can if you're building them up in, in such short ranges and not doing full ranges and that that can happen out of it but you always make sure that you're keeping a good range with it but yeah they are that's where it's just slightly different mm. but yet again when you look at it on paper in the long run it is doing the same sort of stuff yeah, yeah yeah and the same with like crossfit i know a lot of a lot of people who probably listen to this uh might be into crossfit um as we come yeah like I'm, I'm sure that in, probably in the crossfit community you probably are gonna see people go right what the hell is hypertrophy i know what strength is five by five yeah that typical five by five <laughs> we see which yeah it's classic, strength, tra it's strength training classic. but it's, if you do five by five every week you're not really going to go anywhere with it because there's no adaption or progressive overload training with it where with your hypertrophy you'd be looking at those rep ranges and supersets merging which you know, helps change the adaption of your strength and always keeps the body moving forward. Where with a five by five, if you kept doing five by five every week, you will probably just... You're going to hit a point. You'll hit a point of plateau very, very quickly. So, uh, and that's again with, with the strength training there where you see like a five by five or what, you will see them trying again, like I say, picking up the intensity with the weight and changing the adaption there. But the, you'll probably still see them slipping quite a bit of hypertrophy oh yeah yeah you see like on instagram you see all these crossfit athletes just hitting as you said the five by fives the heavy lifts the snatches but the hypertrophy the or what they probably call the accessory work it's such a big yeah like, it's the big uh and we've seen now and we've definitely seen now especially on the the instagrams is uh the change over definitely i've seen over the last say seven eight years 
from a crossfitter just doing like front frontal plane so yeah. clean and jerks deadlift everything on the front and now you see quite a lot of them oh look they're doing bicep curls again they're doing chest presses oh, Rich Froning you know? like steps into the games and he had like pecs that I fucking could, would well, dream of he is, he's not missed his bench press yeah he's and done we, his bench we all press. know that most of the, if you look go back to those Jason Kalipas and Neil Maddoxes and you know that's what caught my eye because they were in fucking they were big guys and in fantastic shape but if you look Back to their histories, you know, like Rich Froning was a baseball player, and uh, I think Maddox done a bit of football, and yeah. so they were doing the chest and bicep workouts in the back in the gym, you know. And we all know, like over in America, their high schools are pretty sick. Like they've got like LA Fit or you know David Lloyd's in their school, so they get that early addition to building strength and some good coaching. So it's like it shows it hand in hand. If you're coming into CrossFit new. A bit of hypertrophy and strength to start is definitely, I think, the way forward. Building on some good basic muscle groups, building up, so, you know, building up that deadlift so you can lift at least two times the realistically two, two over times body weight yeah two times body weight squatting your body weight at least three times you know moving close to your body weight overhead is very very important for especially you think when we get into that high intensity range in crossfit so you need a big base of strength if that big base of strength isn't there juggling the high intensity and, and and trying to build strength it's sort of it's very hard to get especially if you look at a previous podcast where we go on about lifestyle which is a very important key to make your your strength training work yeah no i think like the the hypertrophy the great thing about the hypertrophy is like crossfit is very compound focused you're using a lot of barbells and over the last maybe like Two to three years, a lot more dumbbells have come in, in the, but only in the, as you said, in the same like, like front plane. It's like a lot of like snatches, a lot of like dumbbell cleans. But the great thing about bodybuilding is, especially for a beginner, it's like you're isolating, you're feeling muscles, you're feeling yeah. individual muscles or muscle groups. Like you're, do, you're, doing, you're doing a leg extension, yep. you're doing a like a hamstring curl rather than like a deadlift, which is like quads, hamstrings, hips, back, like everything engaged. So you can learn more about your body. In a, in a sense from doing the hypertrophy stuff because you are isolating, you're building that better connection. Um, and then you'll have more more success with, when you come to the compound lifts. Yeah. Because you'll be able to f- create more tension, you'll be able to create better positions rather than yeah, just going into it, not really knowing, like okay, I need to just set my shoulders and yank it off the floor. It's like, if you can feel those individual muscles contracting. That, that, that mind-body connection, which exactly. your bodybuilder masters because but you know when they do a bodybuilding competition and they're looking amazing and standing on stage. It's an insert picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know they're pretty much exhausted now because they're depleted, they're dehydrated, and now when they're on stage, they're having to tense muscles to make them look big and full and make the judges go, "Wow, look at that." So having that mind muscle connection is very very important. Now probably one of the biggest disconnects i see especially in crossfit when new people come in is they don't know how to fire up their lats well they just don't know how their body they don't they know don't how to use their body but predominantly the lats yeah, so we can tense our quads because slide. visually you can see it you tense a bicep because visually you can see it but once we start looking at muscles behind and they don't really know how to tense them then you're going to see a big miss in your training if you're not using those muscles correctly and you're not getting them to control the, the movement that it's mainly to do you're going to see a big downfall 
in in just the way you you build over to over time so that mind muscle connection is very very important which you will gather and get with hypertrophy training because it's isolated movements that specifically get you into a position where only that muscle can really work okay and if you've got a good coach there they're going to get you on that line and you're going to feel it and then you're going to start feeling it and then you're going to go okay now i can tense them so now when i'm trying to get through pull-ups pull up, i now understand where to put that that you know the the muscle to engage rather than normally just hanging what most people do we're in the shoulders shoulder the traps start the to do over and you know other muscle groups become very very dominant so starting off with some basic strength training is is super important i, I think. think that lap position is is key as well when you go into something like a deadlift like a lot of people are like oh deadlifts hurt my back it's like well if you can engage your lats like if you know kind of anatomy and lats attached mm. to the top of your shoulders they go all the way down and attached to the bottom of your hips have got quite a few connecting points and if you can create engagement through your lats in something like a deadlift you're gonna lock in that core a lot better and you're gonna create more tension so ultimately your back's going to be safer. You're not going to flex under load. You're going to create more tension. So ultimately, you could potentially lift heavier. Exactly. So yeah, I think that that bodybuilding stuff is, and and we've we've seen it a lot more, as I said, with the CrossFit over the last couple of years. It's oh, come in here it's and coming back, and and they've realised the merge of yeah, you need strength, you need hypertrophy, you need aerobic work, and like I know we're mainly talking about the hypertrophy stuff, um, but that's all coming back in, and you're seeing gyms do that more in a, in a class sense. Like we're lucky that we had you who fucking stepped on stage as a bodybuilder and, and yes. always tried to implement that in here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can see the benefit of it. You can definitely can rather than just hitting compounds as much as compounds are, are great. Hypertrophy is, is just as important. Um, like less for some sports, but as we said, more for just general health. An overall well-being overall well-being moving well getting or getting to move well it's going to be a good way of you know getting those joints and and, and muscles and, t- and ligaments to to move where we need to get it where you know yeah. if you keep coming into like just throwing in two two hard random crossfit straight away it's, it's gonna break you down and and you're not gonna get you're gonna get fit don't get me wrong and fitness is a, a really easy thing to get going like you can get someone who sits on the couch get them up get them walking around the block every day, they're fitter. They're you know, fitness fitter. is a very easy thing to start to build. Um, obviously, high levels, it, it gets harder, but, you know, generally everyone can get a little bit fit pretty quickly. I Strength, on the other fit. hand, that's, that's a longer road, you know, and that needs to be focused on and building through strength and hypertrophy programs. Yeah, it needs, yeah, it needs to be planned and progressed. Um, and as I said at the beginning, yeah, we've written like a little just kind of like three-day... Um, yes. three-day program uh, it's just like in, a split split training routine which you, you what know. you would look like if you were doing like strength or strength and hypertrophy yeah um, so yeah I think the main thing we're going to go through is like what the bulk of it will look like what things we kind of see and then just how to progress it as you said like how to progress it you need you can't just be doing the five by five week in week out Oh yeah, you might be able to increase a little bit week in, week out, but come week six, come week eight, come week ten, you've you've plateaued, you're not hitting anymore. You need to be understanding why you're doing things, you need to be understanding why you're progressing, why there's tempo changing rest all of this stuff that all we'll, and, we'll and, kind of go. And that's into. where that's where you'll probably hear of another training method like progressive overload training comes in. And that that basically is 
with your hypertrophy that is like you'll be on your hypertrophy training and the progressive overload means you're changing the adaption each week so you're either doing more reps more sets or like say putting more uh, time under tension through reps or even shortening your rest times each one of them is a change of adaption so yeah, yeah. you can change that every week to to move forward and get stronger and get better. So, yeah. And you can do it the other way and reduce the tempo, reduce the reps and just increase the load. Increase the load then, again, yeah, another yeah. change, yeah. Yeah, so, so. Yeah, I think like, just kind of talk us talk us through like, um, so Tristan wrote it and why it's split out the way it is to get the yeah, most so out you, of it. Again, and, like if, you, if, you, if you're short for time and you don't want to spend, like normally a bodybuilder will probably spend like one or two uh, muscle parts a day. Like we always hear the, the classic Back and buys, chest and tries, and <laughs> skip leg day. Yeah, skip leg day. Uh, we always hear the classic like that. So, like you know, and I've done that back in the day. So I would do my like, chest on one day, then I would you know look to go lower body the next mm. day, then back to upper body. Where I'd do back, and you know, it, it, you could do that for five days a week. No, and I used to pretty much go Monday to Friday, and I used to rest all weekends. But you can do any variation of split. So even working like a three day one day three day one day and continuing that there's so many ways around that that's another an, another topic of setting up but how i can just show you quickly easily is like a, a split like leg and chest or i've always found that doing a bit of legs first because um, it's a bigger muscle group and then moving on to my chest is a good way so starting with legs i always like to focus on a bit of single strength before I move into back squats and stuff like that. So if I'm seeing some deficiencies in my squatting, I know I need to fix that. So single leg work is really good. And I think one of the best is that Bulgarian split squat. Oh yeah, it's like, as that instability you're focusing on, it's, single leg positioning, yeah. strength and you're recreating like a, a deep squat position. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just with any any programming or anything like, the thing that's at the f the the thing that's the first on the program is the thing that you're going to get the most out of. Mm -hmm. You're going to be the freshest. You're going to be able to create maximum excitement around that maximum muscle recruitment as you start to get like more fatigued through the session. As we probably all have your your mind, you stop focusing as much. Like you start to fatigue. You might not lift as heavy. So the thing of the the first thing of the program, obviously after the warm up, is the most important. Yeah. Like if you want to work a skill, put it at the top. If you want to get single leg strength, put it at the top, like you have on this uh, yeah. this leg and chest day. So and, the, and it's it's a it's a good one you can build up through as well. Like it, you know, building on a hypertrophy set. So working on that, I would probably start with maybe three to four sets. And with that, I wouldn't look at maybe going all out to like ten to fifteen to start. I would definitely be looking at like eight to ten reps because over those three four sets you're going to have that hypertrophy sort of rep range anyway but you really want to be focused and don't try and go straight in and balance i always like to hold on to uh, like a pvc pipe hold on to a stick yeah it's great for yeah. isolating you know you do isolation you, you do see the bulgarians where they've got bars on their backs or they're in the front rack that's very very more advanced and that's more specific for what you're looking for but if you're looking just to really isolate that quad you can't go wrong with just holding like one dumbbell and just, just you know, you can start to load that dumbbell up a lot and then put that time under tension in. So, you know, working on a good three second incentric on the way down and really making that leg burn over three, four sets. And then rest in between that, you know, again, that can completely change. Like one week you'd be going, right, I'm going 90 seconds. And then the next week you go, oh, right, I'm gonna bring that down to a minute. 
Mm. That changes the adaption of that as well. Oh yeah, dependent. Like if you if you're working out and out strength, like take as long as you fucking need. Like yeah. like rest three to four minutes between sets. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, you should be feeling if you want to get the maximal recruitment. Push that, push that rest. Yeah. So you're not just pumped unless you want, as we said, hypertrophy. Shorter rest, you're gonna get more pump through that muscle. You're gonna get a lot more blood and flow. You're gonna you're gonna feel that muscle tighten and kind of swell up as you go through the sets. And then yeah, that's it. And then working up to what would be called like a top set. So your last set would want to be, you're probably the heaviest in that rep range. So meaning, if I say I'm doing eight on a leg, I want to make sure I'm finding that weight where I can get the eight but I know it'd be hard to push for that nine and 10. And then that would be like your top set where you really are, you know, getting everything out of that set. Yeah, because as you get tired through a set, you have to recruit more muscle fibers to then like complete the, the movement. Yeah. So at the beginning, when you're doing a lightweight, you feel like, oh, this is easy. But as you get more fatigued, your body's having a, your mind's sending more signals, you're having to recruit more muscle fibers. So ultimately you're gonna get better adaptation through that set. So yeah, always kind of, you wanna push it to what we call sub-maximal. Sub so you're not going complete failure, but you're going close to the edge. And that's where you're gonna get like, and that's where we go back to the, the bodybuilders and how like, it's not fucking easy. No, like, it's like, hard work. Well, as you said in um, one of our first podcasts about uh, leg training with- um, With Eddie. With yeah. Eddie, it's like push to that, yeah. that edge yeah. where that, you can't go you know, anymore. The amount of times I was sick was, yeah. <laughs> and legs will do that to you. And that's why you'll see a, there's a lot of chicken leg bodybuilders out there because they don't <laughs> like that feeling. No, and no, once no. they get exposed to that, they're like, yeah, fuck that. I'll just go do some leg extensions and I'll wear some long shorts. It's all right. <laughs> but yeah. we know that's not Don't cool. trust the bodybuilder. We know there's nothing trousers. better than, you know, don't get me wrong. First appearance when you see a good physique walking towards you is like, oh, look at the chest and the biceps. But then you really give someone credit when you look down and go, fuck me, that guy's got, got big legs. Legs. Yeah. Well, that's when you know, yeah, this guy works hard. And that is, that is like your medal of honor to go, I, I fucking train hard. Because yeah, legs... Yeah. You think you walk on them all day? They're they're, they're very they're, versatile. They're resilient. They're resilient. Yeah. So you think right? I've got to fucking make them grow, and that's when the hard work of hypertrophy or your strength training will really come to play. But unfortunately, when you're on the beach, there's not no one looking at. They're looking at the upper body, right? They're looking right, unless you got. <laughs> unless you, hey, depends <laughs> on the shorts you got, <laughs> innit? You know? Some little light type. You know, if you've got budgie smugglers and you could, you know, you've got those big legs and. You know, you've got a big budgie, then people are going to be looking at a lot of things. Rocket, rocket, rocket. But anyway. No, there's nothing better than getting a compliment on your legs by uh, yeah. another guy. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it's always going to be the chest and biceps what gets complimented yeah. first. I remember just on that point, I remember reading something that Arnie said. He was, there was something about he, uh, he didn't start counting reps until it started hurting. Like, as he got fatigued, he would start counting. Yeah. He was like, the first reps are kind of like, he was like, they don't really count. Yeah, and then if you, if you want to do some research and then look at the king, and king of legs, then you just got to go to Tom Platts. Because that guy was just fucking <laughs> leg dominant. A big guy overall, but not only that, one fascinating thing about Tom Platts as well was the flexibility he mm. had with the size he had of his legs. So he kept super, super strong, and like I say, have a look at that guy. He was phenomenal, you know, still phenomenal today. You know, very healthy human being because of the 
hypertrophy training he used and not only that the flexibility and mobility uh, protocols that he put into it as well it wasn't just a big guy with a stiff leg he had very mobile legs for such a big guy just nailed everything right yeah so back onto our topic Bulgarian split squat was your first one then moving into a leg press or hack squat would be good yeah I love a hack squat Um, what you've got to look at when we are trying to produce a lot of breakdown on the muscle fibres the back squat is always known as like the strength builder. And again, that's where you'd look at the back squat for strength. And it's quite sport specific. Strength. Sport specific. But as we know, if there's a lot of other parts of the body that need to make the movement work so that you can get the most out of the strength. So if you've got a shitty squat, you're not going to get much out of the quads. Okay, so if you are one of, if your torso is breaking down, your midline's breaking down, or if you just haven't got that knee flexion or the the, the hip movement, you're not really going to progress. You might see a little bit of progression, but you're not going to get the optimal amount out of your it's legs. Be counterproductive for your time. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, we all love the back squat, and it is a great way to show <clears throat> show off your strength. But if you want to really try and work a bit more of those the muscle and more volume and break it down more, then I think. Probably hack squat is probably going to be the best one to do. And then the, the, if you've the, never the, done a hack squat, if you've never done a hack squat, <laughs> um, you'll you understand it just sets you back at what it's angle do you reckon that's like 40? Yeah, it's probably about 45. 45. Degrees. So you can really take that, you can just lean into the machine and just go down, get deep into the squat and work fully on the quads. Same with the, the leg press, the, the seat, and you dig, there's different variations of leg presses, and then there's different footing again for VMO and the outside sweep of the leg. Again, I know it sounds all complicated, but if you really want to focus on the legs, these are two movements that will work really, really well. Mm. And yeah. you can, you know, you can simulate a hack squat at home by just starting to um, the cyclist squat. Yeah. Feet, uh, you know, heels narrow stance, yeah. heels elevated. You can you can do that stuff at home as well. And yeah. again, three to four sets working on that hypertrophy range. So 10, 15 reps working up to a. a challenging top set yeah and like with the with a tempo and eccentric loading you're really overloading the muscle through that lengthening phase so i think that's something that I, like correct me if i'm wrong but was missed quite a lot in the the bodybuilding is all like aggressive power really aggressive pulling whereas that slow control really overloads the muscle increases so, strength in range yeah so very... exactly that so you, you can see a lot of old people will just also uh, old people the, but the older school <laughs> bodybuilders and people would you know they would miss out the eccentric yeah. quite a lot where we all know now that the eccentric is very very important and if you concentrate on that which is the lowering part of your movement uh you're going to gain probably a lot more strength it's where the muscle's going to be under the most stress under the most stress yeah and then as i said you complete you you increase the strength in the range and uh, this is where we'll go on to like flexibility and mobility. Yeah. But it increases strength in range, and then yeah, this will get you bigger, it'll get you stronger, but then it'll also get you more mobile, get you fitter, like, get you fitter. like for life. And that's that's what this this kind of program has a as a, a blend of um, isolation work, kind of lots of balance, lots of focal points, mm-hmm. and then yeah, full range. So yeah, next. That's, uh, Leg extensions, my favourite movement. Yeah. I love leg extension. If you get onto a leg extension machine, especially I like you can use them before to like pre 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 exhaust your legs for what you're doing. I like to finish on them because once I've got that volume and that lactic state in the legs from the previous ones, 
you can really just sit in that machine grab the handles and then just work on the, it's just that knee flexion and then it's just really pumping out. and then you can you can really get the hypertrophy work in there so if you're working like 10 to 15 reps at the end you really are now just volume you're just really getting those fibers to break down and creating that room for them to grow back and make that bigger more volume in the leg so one of my favorite leg exercises um because for me, I can really feel the burn on that. Oh yeah, that's where you can pump them out, and you can just keep. And then, when, and like I say, when you do get used to that, that 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 intensity there of that, you and you feel that it's almost like you know that's the feel of growth, and it's like you'll get into that headspace where it's like right, one more rep, and you have if you've got someone or spotter there or your training partner, and then you're forcing those reps out. That really is that that point where it's going to make your leg grow, and that's the point where people go, "Holy shit, I, I don't know. like this," and they're in the toilet throwing up. <laughs> And that, that's why, yeah, hypertrophy getting big is not easy. It's, yeah. It sucks, as we've, as we've said. So, but then, but then again, with this, because we are doing a split with chest, you know, you still want to be able to get up and walk to your bench press. Um, <laughs> just crazy. You can crawl to the bench press so, and lay but, down. And that's just... it. So there's three movements there, and then we're going to move into the chest now. Specifically with the bench press, we love the bench press. That question is always how much you bench. It's probably one of the most asked <laughs> training. You know, if you're out, I've been out, asked it many, many times, you know, are oh, you trained, you're a big guy, what's your, what do you bench? Nothing else matters, bench is important. <laughs> I would use bench press as definitely more of a strength builder. I wouldn't use bench press in a hypertrophy. No, no, no. Uh, I would always choose the incline. Yeah. I would always go over the incline, over the flat bench. Flat bench, don't get me wrong, I love my flat bench, but that is more of my powerlifting than my strength overlook if i want to build a better chest we all know that if you you can see this if you look down the top of your chest is always the smallest part so if you yeah if you can find your chest yeah fuck mine's tiny we always oh, know man. if you focus more on that upper part it's going to bring the rest of the chest out as well so yeah. uh, i would always start with the incline bench press or incline dumbbell bench or, or even if you've got a smith machine working on that incline building up there it's very important to build that up and then you can bring you know you could then if you could go on to the next bench press then you could maybe go to dumbbell flat or bring in your flat there um or move into cable flies which is what i would recommend to now once you start getting that hypertrophy and filling up always getting i think a fly exercise in there to pull and yeah, stretch no. is 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 nice to do a little bit of abduction just get away you're lengthening the muscle for a different range right yep so uh, and again we're looking at the set ranges here you know three sets 10 to 15 reps so we're looking at that volume of just pumping shorter rest, good movement just... understanding where the shoulder should be you know not letting them get too involved but there are different variations so that was something you'd have to look at and, and, and find. We, we, you know, there's so many protocols to look at. And then moving into, I'd like to finish off with a bit of arms on this, this day split. So every day you could go straight into triceps because you have pretty much used them a bit with your benching. But by all means, uh, I, I sometimes I can look at that and think, right, chest and triceps, it's normally always used, but how fatigued now are your triceps? How much are you gonna get out of them because they're How much exhausted. are you gonna get out of them? So would it be better to use a different muscle group? So you could go onto your biceps where they're gonna be a lot more fresher because obviously you've been doing a lot of pushing and not pulling. So now you can really attack and get a lot more out of that. So that's probably one thing I would definitely look at. And then moving into the set ranges there. So we've got three sets, you know, anywhere between eight, 10, 12, 15. Finding that 
that good state for you to, to push. So you can definitely like throw in some a lot of variation, like you can do twenty yeah. ones back in the day, seven oh. position, seven. Or seven. even a bit of a what's it, GVT. Oh, yeah. training. I used to do that with biceps. It's phenomenal to do. So you just basically get a barbell, work with your partner. I would do ten reps, pass it to your partner. So your rest is basically his ten reps and do the ten and your arms would be pumped. Yeah. And then uh, And again that's German volley training, it's high, basically hypertrophy, which is another short rest, yeah, short, short rest. rest, 10 sets of 10, high reps, high, high, uh, high sets, so yeah, yeah, get just, yeah, just really pump, pump the muscle, get as much fucking blood in there, yeah, and you'll feel, uh, definitely feel good afterwards. So then we move into day two, which would be, um, more of a hinge compartment with upper body, so you could look at the parts we've missed out now, so we'd look at the rear of the leg and then obviously the back or back or shoulders. So moving into a lot of like it's like posterior, so behind yeah. dominant. Yeah, and this is where like if I'm hitting that posterior, this is where I'd like superset maybe a couple of things. So I'd start with a back back movement, so maybe like a cable pull down, and then moving into like a snatch grip Romanian deadlift. Great, because and again back position like isometric rather than creating a contraction into. Yeah, like your hinge, your yeah. hamstrings, your glutes, and then loads of core as well. Like loads I think of the, core. The thing, you, yeah, you probably don't see much of is like in this is like much core. But then you look at the single leg work, you look at the single arm work, you look at stuff like the the snatch grip Romanian deadlifts, and it's all just core. It's core dominant. Core dominance. So. That's what most things are. You don't need to. I think you, a lot of people are. Like, oh, I need to hold planks or do like hundred sit ups. It's like. No, your you just, training will do that. You just need to your do some single arm, single leg. Holding work. positions is holding your core, like that, that trunking, and then we can go into another complete topic there: breathing and bracing, which a lot of people don't understand. Like if you're, you know, breathing through your diaphragm nice and correctly, or if you're a chest breather, that is going to ultimately affect the way you, you move. Brace, yeah, yeah. bracing. But that's another topic going off. So the snatch grip Romanian deadlift, I absolutely love for my hamstrings. I think if you want to build up some good length in hamstrings and find them, that snatch grip, holding that wider, really taps into that posterior chain, that more of a stiffer leg approach and, and build it up. Again, build up the ranges here. Um, you can put, this is where I'd say you can bring in that strength element with the hypertrophy. So this is an exercise that you could definitely start with lower reps mm. to build on that more strength element because yeah. there's a lot of mechanics to that. So if you're obviously doing... 15 reps and the mechanics aren't great i would definitely look at lowering the reps there building on a better form before you start challenging yourself because that that hand position definitely changes something yeah. like that yeah and then from there we can move back onto the back i always really love a dumbbell row or a, a variation of a, a cable row Just like where you can rip. yeah where you can really focus and again there's different variations if it so you'll see some guys so say for instance on a cable row You'll see some people pulling those shoulders back, pushing the chest up and keeping it there, hitting that center of the back. But then you'll also see some people letting the shoulders go. I really like that because you can just let that flexion go through the lats. Lengthen. But as long as you're keeping that lower back nice and tight, you can really think about now pulling back through the shoulders. Retract. And you think retracting all those muscles around the back and building up. And oh, again, that shoulder joint is it's made it's to part, move. Yeah, throughout. so you, you, you think that back also helps pull those shoulders back into a lot of good positions and, uh, and saves them. So they work hand in hand. Building through them, again, all these sets and ranges is like f starting off with something like three sets and building up, say, 10 reps, 12 reps, 15 reps. 
good movement, steady control. You know, change of red, like higher rest on your on your first movements, like your snatch grip, yeah. deadlifts, where you yeah you're probably focusing, have to focus more in positions, have like you're focusing a little bit more on the strength element, like yep. heavier load, and then as you go through shorter rest, just pump pump those uh, yeah pump those movements out. And then I, I always like to bring in a bit of shoulders. For me, my shoulders has always been like a weaker component. So I would normally like to get a bit of shoulders in twice a week. And then you got to look at the shoulders, uh, you know, very small muscle on the body, but very, very in demand through, mm. through movement. And then you've got three heads, you know, you need to work. So with the shoulders, you can, a solid shoulder workout, you would look to work around all, all three heads, mm. where I like to break it down. So with something like this, because I'm tapping into the back, you can, you know, a rear delt exercise would be very, very good to round off. Um, and then even just getting a good little bit of seated dumbbell press in there, just tapping into those shoulders. But again, down to you, your priority would be, especially if you're looking at a program or you're getting a coach to program you, your priority would always be your weakness. So they, that should always be forefront. So. Making the, the movement selection specific. Specific for you. and Your needs and your goals. Like A lot of people think, oh, the strict press is the the god of all pressing movements it's but not it's not it's, and that, it's and like the back squat and that's where we see a lot of that fall in crossfit because they are introduced that as their primary shoulder movement and they don't get side raises it's they quite, don't they quite, don't even know how to use rear delts it's quite bad for a shoulder yeah shoulder pressing position and then and then because we know they use the push press or the push jerk so you can actually get a lot of that shoulder out of it and obviously we need a lot of that stabilization at the top, but the all round from the scaps to everything hasn't really built up. So we're running out of time because we're now opening the gym. So we're going to tell people to be a bit quiet. That's why Ben's run off. It's all right, Cal, you can come in, mate. Sorry. Just got to sneak in, guys, <laughs> as we're being film stars. <laughs> Who's, who's gonna it now? It's like yes. slipping into the club at like <laughs> in the back. Okay, back to where we were. So yeah, moving with the shoulders. Like I say, hitting on those three sections of your shoulders and even a bit of trap work in there as well. And scapular work is gonna make that a much more sort of like bulletproof and um, again, the longevity and avoiding injury out of time. Yeah. So moving through this a little bit more, day three would be for me just a mixture just of everything. Round it, hit, round hit it all off. So you want to focus this would, on. this program would work really well, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or you could do Monday, Wednesday, and then a day at the weekend, um, blending it around. It's just an example. By all means, there's loads and loads of different ways to build a hypertrophy and bodybuilding program or a strength program, um, it, and it is just about getting movement down first building through those hypertrophic sets and feeling the burn, getting the pump. Yeah, and aligning it, like we said in uh, kind of, yeah, burnout coming back to goals, just align it with what you want to get out of it. Yeah, and you know, and then that's when the nutrition plays a big part, which we are going to go into on another topic of a podcast, moving into nutrition, how nutrition works for um, losing fat or right with this, Building muscle, gaining like lean gaining muscle, gaining lean muscle, a surplus, which is very, very important. Same as uh, the the sleep topic that we yep. went through. That's where you grow. Yeah, that's where you grow. So, so enjoy we, this one, guys. Smash 
that like button if you've enjoyed this and please just fire questions across if you are if some of this is a bit confusing we're here to talk so like you, you know you reach out on any of these platforms to get some more information on what you want to know or even if you need help with building a program we're open to do that anyway so i'm going to leave that there we've gone on quite a lot <laughs> more doing. more more than what we normally plan out yeah. um, i hope that makes sense for you and you can get going with it. Like yeah, I say, this strength. program will be up on uh, Instagram. Yeah, so we'll, you can we'll leave it on there. So you can even follow that and go, yep, yeah, this has worked. Or I Ask don't. us how we progress it or what you'd look at or how you'd make it specific to yourself. Yeah, and again, another quick topic I'd, is separating, like we say, when we were talking to about the aerobic stuff and intensity, is understand when you are on a strength protocol, um, staying out that catabolic state. So stay away from burning muscle. So when you are looking to work at a good good range, don't be throwing mad Metcons on the end. It's like, use weightlifting for example, they're not doing like crazy yeah. crazy workouts, they just focus on good yeah. solid because strength. that's when you can work. overstep the mark, especially if you've trained over an hour, now you're fatiguing the body, all your ATP levels are dropping down and you can then go into a state of actually burning more muscle than producing it. So be very aware of that, that's my short little note on the end. And again, that's something that we can go into on, um, when we move into supplements Hell with yeah. creatine, ATP, how to you know support that with amino acids and carbohydrates and supporting your training. Yeah, we can even talk about that. <laughs> okay, so thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. Thanks for listening.